We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. And it's officially post-game because the Knicks... Go into San Francisco, first of four on the West Coast road trip, and snatch a win from the Dubs, 119-104, Jay Allison Ashley, and um, you know, this this was RJ, man, this this was RJ's game, 28 points, 5 dimes, 10 of 17 from the field, RJ was locked in from the beginning to end. Sorry, Wiggins, but RJ's the king of Canada. Let's go. Right. The, the nine god. <laughs> the nine god the takes nine his god crown. Takes his crown. <laughs> and the music is going back at it, J.O.S. Oh. Let's tie this dude. thing up. Eight and eight. I like it, man. I like it. I like it. I like it, man. All right, give me some thoughts on this game, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Hard to get your thoughts together after you've been watching the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's all, yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely tough in the watch alongs, but you know. Yeah, definitely tough in the watch along. Yeah. But um I'll I'll say uh kudos to Alfred Payton who played Admiral defense on on Steph all night long. It's hard to contain that man. And but um but he did. He played great defense on him all night, even though Steph scored 30 points. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to say that when he scored 30, but yeah. I, I agree with you, though. I did like Peyton's energy, though. I did like Peyton's activity on the defensive end, though, for sure. Exactly. I think it set the tone. The defense was there all night uh, for the Knicks in general, with the exception of the second unit at the end of the first quarter into the second quarter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, defense prevails, like I said. It, it also um, helped that the defense kicked in in the third quarter when the Knicks were able to push that lead, um, and the Knicks actually end up winning this game, one nineteen to one hundred four. One nineteen to one hundred four. Ash, what, what were your thoughts? Listen, you guys hear me say it a lot. I'm going to say it a lot for the rest of the season. Your defense always travels. Today, offense looked great, though. I mean, it was clicking on all cylinders. Yes, we had that, you know, stagnant moment with the second unit. But overall, I mean, the offense was really impressive. But the defense, man, this team, number one defense in the NBA for a reason. They just do not give up. And this is going to be the difference maker in a lot of these games. I mean, this is a telling this, this game here is telling because this is the same team that was able to fight back after a 19-point deficit against the Los Angeles Lakers, the reigning champion Los Angeles Lakers, yeah. the Lakers who have arguably one of the best, if not the best currently, player in the NBA, LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the team. So for the Knicks to get a win against them, especially with the way that Seth Curry has been playing, especially being able to lock him down and kind of forcing those other guys to be responsible for putting up points, this says this says a lot about this team and what this team can look like. And I don't know exactly what kind of pep talks Tibbs be giving them. I don't know what goes on in those practices, but whatever goes on, this defense is special. 
Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, they they um I think they came and locked in. And like you know, like JL said, even though Steph had thirty, um, it was a quiet thirty, and I still thought that um, Peyton's activity, you know, made a difference. I thought they did try to trap him in some time, you know, in some cases when he crossed over the half court line. So they did try to give him a lot of different looks. Um, yeah, yeah the, the refs were all over the place. Draymond got thrown out for two quick technicals. Uh, um, um, Steph Curry caught another one late in the game. So, you know, it seems like it, it kind of got the dubs off their game. But, you know, as Ashley said, you know, coming into this, the dubs were on a, on a hot streak. Um, beat San Antonio last night, had a nice comeback victory over the Lakers and, and the Clippers as well, uh, some of their highlight victories this season. So anytime the Knicks go on the road on the West Coast, it's always tough. And, and this yeah. has always been a tough place to play no matter who they have on their team. So for the team to kind of start off and, and really just lock in, you know, from, from yeah. beginning to end, this is important. This is important. You have a four-game West Coast trip. And, you know, this could say a lot about the character and the makeup of this team if they could at least split, you know, two out of four. You know, if they get three out of four, even better. They go into Sacramento tomorrow night. So let, let's see what happens there. But like I said, I, I loved what uh, RJ gave us tonight. I thought the Mitch versus Wiseman matchup was pretty entertaining, kind of a, a stalemate there. But Mitch did, you know, give us some clutch buckets in the end. Um, Bullock started the game off very nicely for us. Alex Burks closed. That could be a trend, Jails. We'll see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could be a trend. Okay. I like that. I like yeah. that trend. Yeah. And yeah. all those people who, you know, the Warriors were the four and a half favorites or four, four favorites. Four and a half point favorites. Four and a half point favorites. Yeah. Listen, so all those people who betted against the New York Knicks, I tell you about defense. Defense wins championships yep. and defense wins games. And I'm happy that the Knicks are creating this identity that is, yeah. you know, rooted, the foundation is their defense. I'm all for, I'm a big fan of teams with a defensive identity because I feel like in the long run, it's the most consistent. And, and it's, you know, it's hard. Like you said, you spoke to it. It's hard to go out West sometimes, especially when you're coming, one, the time difference, and then two, when you're coming off of a stretch, you know, of games where you're playing back-to-back, then having a stretch of rest games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can come out lethargic. Sometimes you can come out worse than you were before you went into that rest. And these guys, the rest did them good. You can see it. Yeah. And it's... They refresh. Especially yeah. RJ, man. Especially oh, RJ. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially RJ. Yeah. And, and Jails, we saw a ton of RJ um, on the secondary action, man. Yeah, really as, like- as the As the playmaker there in the half-court sets, man. I loved it. Love what I yeah, saw man. from RJ in that in that set on the, in those sets, bro. Yeah, man. I feel like Tom Thibodeau was grooming RJ to be a playmaker in general. You're gonna see start seeing his spots, seeing his in secondary secondary action, like you said, TP. And sometimes he's even initiating it. I, I can see where it's going. I feel like towards the end of the season, you'll see more and more of RJ holding the ball, um, um, giving him the rock in in the game situations, uh, in the clock situations. And beyond for RJ, great night for him. Twenty-eight points tonight, clicking on cylinders. And in general, just the, the assist numbers we have: yeah. Julius Randle with nine assists, Elver Payton five assists, RJ Barrett five assists. It was looking good. Uh, I think we have six players in double figures tonight. The, the wealth is being shared. That's why he's able to hit one hundred and sixteen points. Yeah, today. six plays in double figures, including Alec Burks, who came back from injury. Eleven right. points, but eight free throw attempts for Alec Burks, Jails, which is crucial down the stretch. Yeah, exactly. When we were struggling to score, Alec Burks came in at the end, got to the line, slowed the game down, especially when that second unit was was coming was in, and he was able to calm the second unit down, get to the foul line, and stop bleeding. So uh, it was great to have Alec Burks back in this lineup and just to give us some, a veteran leadership and some poise out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Knicks get the W. 119-104. This is the West Coast Watch Long. We'll take a couple calls and then we'll the, we'll wrap up. We were on uh, all night um, recapping the game, going through each the game. And uh, tomorrow night we'll we'll uh, do it Knicks in Sacramento. Because the game starts so late, we uh, we start the, the, the show earlier and kind of just watch the game and then, you know, segue into post game. So salute to everybody that was rocking with us from the beginning. And uh, everybody joining us late, man. 1,700. On the check-in. So, everybody coming in a little bit later, but we appreciate that. Chuck D sends a shout-out. He says, tough, tough, tough. It helps a Hall of Famer gets kicked to ghost. I think he was talking about uh, about Draymond. 
Yeah, Draymond that did get touched. Helped. Yeah, it helped. It helped. But, hey, it is what it is. Part of the game. So, exactly. uh, like, Watch your mouth, Draymond. Watch your mouth. Yeah, Danny <laughs> Thomas says, uh, NYK fan from the Bay Area. Hopefully okay. we pull a win tonight and win in Sacramento. We need to keep attacking. We need to keep the lead. So that was during the game. But salute Danny Thomas, man. Checking in from the Bay. Fabian and Zula sends a super chat. So Fabian, salute Big Surge. He says the ponytail rides again. All right. So we riding the a new streak now. Uh, we riding right, a new streak right. now. Salute to Louis B. He says, yeah, I got work at 5 a.m., but who cares? We got that W. RJ was cooking. Let's get it rolling for tomorrow versus the worst defense in the NBA. Louis B. from Shaolin. I appreciate you, bro. Gotta be legend. Sends a $2,500 Costa Rican cologne. Says, I was extra harsh on RJ. Apologies, Ashley. Glad to see him coming around. Keep it up. Don't get put on notice. Let's go next. <laughs> All right. No tell. No, no one can just give a compliment more. Yeah, end it with a threat. Hundred percent. Let's take let's take a couple calls. See, get some reactions in here. Um, Daniel from New Jersey. Daniel, give some thoughts on the game. Well, um, thank you for taking the call. I think that we should notice that Taj Gibson coming up, helping out the young guys coming up off the bench. We really need a culture change, and the way to have a culture change is have great veterans coming off the bench and supporting the young bigs. You got Noel, you got Mitch, you got Obi, and I love to see a guy like Taj Gibson come out and support and kind of add on to what Tom Thibodeau has been adding on to the Knicks. Yeah, I, I agree, and and um, you know I, I think you know what what Taj's um, presence here is only going to help. You know, it's only going to help. Number one, it's going to provide much needed depth. Because you have guys like Mitch and Noel who, you know, may not be as durable for you. Just just the way that they're built, you know, they're susceptible to those, you know, ticky-tack injuries. Um, so Taj will help there, but he's also going to be a leader. He, he knows Tibbs' defense. He knows what Tibbs expects out of these younger guys. So Taj is, is going to do nothing but help. So I'm, I'm glad he's here. And, uh, you know, maybe he is imparting his influence on these guys already. So um, yeah. that was dope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes Nick's, uh, Mitch gets nicked up. Mitch and yeah, Noel yeah. kind of play with that same reckless abandon. So you, it would be good to have a guy in Taj Gibson who's been with Tom Thibodeau before and been with the system, uh, was with him with the Bulls, and he, he'll be able to step in and, you know, stop the bleeding. He won't be able to give you the rim protection, but he'll be yeah. able to do the positional defense, pick and pop, uh, and, and give you some tough buckets and some tough defense down at some stretching games. Yeah. yeah. And I also think, you know, Tibbs – what we're seeing as the season progresses and game by game is unlike previous coaches, I think Tibbs knows what this got this group of guys is currently and knows just how far to push them without them feeling overwhelmed. I think if you look at some other coaches, you look at Fizz, who was more of like a character coach, he wasn't really interested or he didn't seem interested in really developing these guys on the court. You look at Phil Jackson, who had a very old school mentality and then you look at Dan Tony, who is trying to get Carmelo and those guys to run the freaking triangle and things like that. Like, yeah. you know, you you see Tibbs and you see him and the way he's orchestrating this team. You just see that he knows how to deal with these guys, and that's a big difference maker in how they're in the, how they're developing, how they're functioning, how they're how they're starting to grow. Yeah. And it's just it's really great to see that this relationship, at least from this standpoint is starting to gel, it's starting to work. Obviously, there's a lot more basketball to be played, and we may not always agree with, you know, his rotations, his starting lineup, not calling timeouts or things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, it seems to be like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. We're really starting to see, you know, that come into fruition, you know? Yeah, that was, um, that was one of the things that you worried about with Tibbs, was yeah. how he was going to handle... Um, the relationship with these younger players because that was the knock on him in terms of uh, in terms yeah, the, of uh, the Timberwolves players, yeah, with the Wolves. But so far, it seems like you know they're really buying in and, and locking in um, with what Tibbs is preaching. So so far, it's working. You know, right now they they are eight and eight on the campaign, and so we'll take it. We'll we'll, we'll definitely yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. I think the Knicks too. They just did a good job of getting a, a really bunch of really good. Character guys, Kentucky guys are used to, to uh, working hard. Mm -hmm. RJ Barry already know he's a dog. He's going to put in his work. And 
Randall too, who he's putting extra work into some. We have a, a bunch of hard nosed guys who can take criticism here, and that's what you need when you have a guy like you have Tom no Tom egos. Tom. You have no egos, and and it was Phil. It was Phil who wanted to implement the triangle. Yeah, but even I still, know. You're trying to get yeah. to the I flip them, yeah. whatever. My bad. Yeah, okay? all good, all good, all good. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is that the the you know these kids are hungry. There's no egos, and um and they, they're rallying behind Tibbs, and that's all you can really ask for. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all you can really ask for. So, um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on for your squad. All right, a couple more calls. Let's go down to um the Alamo. Chris from San Antonio. Chris, how you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited about this win. Um, I think the best part about this win, besides the fact that it's three in a row, we finally have a streak again, is that every time the Warriors uh, almost came back, we definitely put our foot on the pedal. Uh, Thibodeau made a lot of good changes to make sure that they didn't take the lead back from us. And if they did, it wasn't for too long. I don't remember. But I wanted to talk a little bit about OB2 because of the conversations that were being had during the game mm-hmm. and uh, about Randall. I just wanted to say I think OB, we have to look at his path to the NBA. Uh, he was a prep player, a prep player before going to college. He goes to Dayton in red shirts for his first mm-hmm. year. And then his second year, or in actual first year playing, he doesn't start for more than half of the games. And his mm-hmm. second year, his uh, third year at Dayton, but his second year playing, he's college player of the year. So he right. goes from a prep player to a college player of the year in two seasons, essentially, because he doesn't play for one. Mm-hmm. And when we've seen him in the preseason, we see his passing ability, we saw his shooting ability. I think the only thing that... I would have thought that Randall had over him in the preseason was defense and rebounding, and we have a coach who's going to be able to help Obi with that. So I feel like for some of the shortcomings that we might think Rand, I mean Obi has from not being able to see him play, he's only played four or five games in the NBA. I think we're going to see a lot more growth uh, from him throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I think the path that he took to the NBA kind of shows that even though he was marketed as NBA ready, he's kind of the player that will get there over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ashley was saying, he's somebody who we have a lot of faith and hope in mm-hmm. to get there. But right now, that's still a lot of faith and hope. Okay. And uh, I kind of see him playing on this, especially this year, kind of like the Eric Pascal role. I really like Eric Pascal on the Warriors and some of the things he did today against the Knicks. But I think if we can have Obi kind of playing that role, big man off the bench who can score and do some things to make sure that the lead is uh, kept when the starters are out, I think that'll be a perfect way to use him in uh, combination with Randall instead of just trying to get rid of one or the other. All right. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, Chris. Always good insights from Chris. Uh, he was he was the Kira Lewis fan over the over the uh, the, uh, the draft period, JLs. So if you if yeah, you that was my guy too, Kira Lewis. Yeah, buried on the bench over there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so salute to Chris. I want to run through a lot of these calls. So I want to get some people in here before we wrap. It's, it's getting late here, but I'm, I want to get some people in here. Um, Cedro, what's good, Cedro? How you feeling? Bullet. 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 That's all I have to say. Let's go. JL is Ashley. What's going on? Salute to all of you, and salute to my guy, RJ Yellow Yam Paris. Okay, hello. <laughs> balled out today. Completely balled out. Listen, I can't really hear y'all, so I'm gonna just go off. Yeah, good, good. These guys really played so. Yo, this season they're amazing. They're amazing this season. It's all shouts out to Tibbs, man. He's really imprinting his whole persona on this team. And you just love to see it. Like, everybody's playing efficiently. Everybody's moving the ball. Randall, I haven't seen Randall do this dumbass spin move. Like, the whole yeah, he really has. Much. I don't understand. Really like, I'm looking at the game. I'm like, wow, no spin move. That's wild. Tibbs must have said something to him in the locker room. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I'm loving what I'm seeing. Uh, I, it's funny. I just want to say I placed a bet with one of my friends. He's a notorious Knicks hater. And I don't understand why, but I placed a bet with him. He said that in the next five years, the Knicks would not be in the top four of the conference. He bet me that in the next five years, we wouldn't be. I laughed at him. I took his hand. I'm not even a betting man, but that's a dub. We getting this dub. I'm out. Let's go. Appreciate you. He he went hard to to bet. Top four in the conference. Facts. Tell that man to pay up early. Let's go. Will from Harlem. What's good, Will? Hey, Will's in the car. Hey, Jay, I was asking how y'all doing tonight. 
All right. Good, bro. How you feeling, bro? What's your points on the game? All right. All right. Man, my point real quick is, like, game was great. You know what I'm saying? We did what we were supposed to do. Beat, you know, Golden State. I like that win. But real quick, man, um, on the progression, man, I think we just got to keep winning, see what it's season's going to take us. And if we happen to make the playoffs, we make the playoffs, man. If we don't, we don't. We just got to keep winning, mm. be a consistently good winning team. And whatever happens, happens. Whoever wants to play with us, they're going to come. If they don't, we don't care. Like like they said, man, we don't need no more fans, no more bandwagoners, no more Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith, none of them. None of them. I don't want nobody jumping on this bandwagon. We're going to do it quietly, fellas, though. I appreciate y'all. I'm always here. I appreciate it. And I, I caught that I caught that Knicks fan TV hat, too, Let's dog. go. Let's I appreciate go. y'all. Yes, yeah, sir. Appreciate you, Will. Appreciate you, Will. And uh, to everybody, we're giving away one right now. We're going to wait. The giveaway link is, is uh, getting generated right now. Appreciate Will for uh, supporting the wave for sure. A lot of people copping those KFTV snapbacks, so definitely appreciate it. All right, we're going to run through these calls rapid fire, man. Um, Reg from Brooklyn, you up next. Reg, what's going on? Hey, uh, CC, Jay Ellis, Ashley. Uh, words can't express the appreciation we had for what you guys do at this show. Um, it's truly a show for the fans, by the fans. Love mm-hmm. you guys, but I, I don't mean to rain on the parade. Um, but um, the number one issue, I think, with the Knicks over the years hasn't been Dolan kicking out Oakley from MSG or, or Spike Lee um, forcing him to go through a regular entrance. It has been our inability to draft high in the lottery. It has been our missing out on Steph Curry, missing out on Luka Doncic, missing out on these high-end draft picks that could really turn this franchise around. The Knicks are a rebuilding team. The Knicks are a rebuilding team. And whether we are losing with Obi Topping playing heavy minutes or winning, I don't think that culture would change. Julius Randle ought to be traded. The Knicks ought to be aiming to develop their young players and draft high in the lottery. What's going to happen is Toronto is going to end up drafting Kate Cunningham or something. The Knicks are going to make the playoffs as an eighth seed and pick 14th and remain mediocre for the next five years because (laughs) we're excited about winning with Julius Randle. I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm sorry, Jay Ellis. But we got to get smart and realize we're a rebuilding team. Play hard with your young players. The Spurs did not care about culture when they tanked for Tim Duncan. The Heat did not care about culture when they tanked for Dwayne Wade. The Knicks need to be smart and finally, finally yeah. draft a game-changing player like Suggs and Kate Cunningham. Trade Julius Randle and act like what you are, a building team. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, what? I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and um. You get this, Ash. I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> To, first of all, to compare what the Heat did with D. Wade is totally different than the Knicks. I don't think the Heat per se tanked. They were just that bad. And the same thing with the Knicks. We've just been that bad. And I think that when you're in a stage where you're rebuilding, yes, honestly, and we've, JLS and I, we've never like shied away from this. Obviously, in the long term, it's not meant for Randall to be part of this team. Neither I or JLS were denying that. Our whole point has been and will continue to be that prematurely doing anything can jeopardize what you're trying to build, which is a winning culture, a winning team, a contender, not just for one season, not just getting lucky and getting into the playoffs, but doing it on a consistent basis. Your goal is to be in the playoffs every single season. Your goal is to win a championship every single season obviously the latter is a lot harder but the first part that's your goal and if you don't hit that you failed at the season so yes i get it you know everyone's you know hyped up you want to get the most bang for your buck but right now at this moment in time you're not going to get that for julius Randle. that's just me being honest i don't care how well he's playing you're not going to get what you think you can get for him that's just you need him here more than you need him out on the free market jails Yeah, I agree with you. It's like it's, it's all a gamble, man. It's all a gamble. Like you, you trade Julius Randle for your picks, and you get a 15th pick or something. 
and 20th pick. Is the, is the 15th and 20th pick going to give you somebody who's going to give you 2011 and 6? I'm not sure about that, right? You, 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 uh, okay, also, you trade Julius Randle, right? And now, okay, you, you, you drop in the standings during the half. They changed the draft rules. They changed the draft rules. They changed the draft rules. Nothing is guaranteed anymore. It gives you a chance, but you don't know what's going to happen. So you tank, you fade for Cade, and then you end up being the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. You don't know. You don't know at this point. Everything is a gamble. It's not a complete science. Yeah. Yeah. We have to – We have to. if you're not going to make me feel bad if you made the playoffs, I'm sorry. All, it's not going to happen. All, all I'll say you is can't that – shame me. All I'll say is that, number one, they're 8-8, eight and eight, man. It's a lot of season left to be played. We, we win one game, everybody's swinging one way to the next. Let the season play out. I'm never going to be mad when they win. I sit here and watch every single game, JLs. I'm all 72. I want to see them win. Yeah. It makes for a good show and a happy CP. I'm happy when they win. Yes, I like watching the Knicks win. At the same time, I agree with the caller. We need the talent. You know what I'm saying? We need the talent. But I disagree with him in that you're not going to be able to build a culture because we're still rebuilding. No, you can accomplish all of that. You can still see your players developing. You can still see a culture being built by the infrastructure that they're putting in place and how these players are responding to that. And that doesn't always mean that you make the playoffs and it's even, you know, if they miss the playoffs, it doesn't mean that it's a failure of a season or that you're not building a re, uh, a winning culture. You're taking baby steps, incremental steps. They only won, what, 26 games last year? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Win 35, win 30-something, keep it going. If they miss... To me, that would be a good thing. If they make it, to me, fine. I'll support it either way. I understand what the guy is saying. But to say that they're not, you know, they can't build a winning culture and, and that, you know, they, they're going to be stuck for five years by making the playoffs, I don't necessarily think that's true either. Yeah, absolutely. A winning culture, I think a lot of people, and, you know, the work in itself, the phrase in itself can be misleading. You think if you're winning, then you're winning, and you're winning substantially. But a winning culture really just means that you're developing a foundation where these yeah. guys are going out there and competing, you know, that they're right. not going out there and being a laughing stock. They're not going yes. out there already. It's a fact. Mindset. Your yeah. mindset is a powerful thing. And for the longest time, a lot of the next teams have been defeated in their mindset way before they stepped on that court or the minute that game started. And what Absolutely. we're doing now is breaking that habit. So that's right. the winning culture that we keep referring to. It has no bearing on the wins-loss column right now. Obviously, we know we're in a rebuilding era. It's not going to make yeah. a difference whether we're in the playoffs or not. We still have to rebuild. We can get into the playoffs, bottom seed, seven or eight seed. It's not going to change the fact that we still need to rebuild once that's over because they're yeah. not going to – you know what I mean? So yeah. the two are not, you know, symbiotic. The two are not related in the sense that – one means that you're not doing the other, and the other means that you can't do it. The two are yeah. two separate entities. People yeah. have to keep in mind who the coach is. Tibbs is playing to win. And if it right. was all about rebuilding, you would see Iggy playing. Maybe Jared Harper would get some run. You know, Peyton, Bullock, these guys wouldn't be playing. Tibbs is playing to win, for right. better or exactly. for worse. For exactly. better or for worse. Tibbs is exactly. playing to win, and he's going to continue to do that until they are mathematically eliminated. So you're not going to see quickly starting anytime soon. Peyton is locked in. Bullock's spot in the rotation is locked in. These guys are not sitting. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. don't see them giving away Randall for anything at this point. And I don't even know if they're going to trade him at this point. I, I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm yeah. just not sure. So yeah, exactly. we just got right. Just it'll all play out. Just wait and see yeah, how it all plays out. Yeah, exactly. And winning is a part of culture. We're, we're stopping it. Winning is a part that, of culture. That, that's a fact. And, man. and I do, you know, I, I'm with CP. It would be nice to have a, a fade for K situation as Suggs well or whatever. Of course. But, you know, players are part of a culture, yes, but also personnel is part of culture. Coaching is yeah. a part of culture. Front office is a part of culture. Yeah. All yeah. that together is a part of culture. You, you see kind of what happens if we have a superstar player here and the culture is bad, they're going to leave anyway. That, so, like, don't, don't, don't just think that, you know, if we don't get – if you don't draft the guy here, this is and all be all. It's one avenue. It's yeah. easier for sure, Agreed. but it's one avenue. You know, there's different yeah. avenues to get players in the building. You draft. You can draft. You can trade, and you can sign free agency. There's, unless, there's, listen, unless you're gonna tell me right now that I can get Bradley Beal for Julius Randle, or you know somebody else that's out there, then I'm not trading them. Like it'd be ridiculous. Can yeah. I get Bradley Beal? 
Can I get, uh, you know, whoever else? Who else is even floating out there is the next it's question. Not, not a lot of guys, man. It's, it's, it's like slim pickings right now. Slim, you know what I mean? Slim pickings right now. So, mm. uh, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, we're creeping up on 2,000. 1 a.m. on the East Coast. We are creeping yes. up on 2,000. The that. fan base is back. Uh, Nick's win brings all the people out. CP, Ashley Moss in the building. My man, JL's from Nick at Time Show. This is Nick's post-game live. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. Share these videos. Hit that thumbs up button right now, right now, right now. Hit that like button. We have the giveaway going in for the snapback. We're going to give that away in five minutes. We got five minutes left. We're going to give the snapback away. There's a lot of people asking if we just came on, and they didn't know that we came on. I guess YouTube doesn't send you guys the notifications. So what we're going to do... For the West Coast games, we're going to go on during the game. We're going right. to do a watch-along during the game. So you guys got to come on early. Because the game starts so late, we don't want to start post-game so late. So make sure you guys come in early. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. All right, a couple more calls, and then we're going to wrap. We're going to take and two FYI, more calls. And FYI, I said that unless you're going to give me Bradley Beal for Julius Randle, I'm not trading him. Not that I wouldn't trade Julius yeah. Randle. Bradley Beal chat. Come on now. I know it's late, but we got they sleep. <laughs> they sleep. They sleep, man. Of course. Of course. All right. A couple more. Let's go to um, New Mexico. My guy, Maddie G in here checking in. Maddie, how you feeling tonight, bro? So talk about the game, man. How you feeling? So, I, I may have overreacted about RJ. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> five. <laughs> salute. <laughs> salute to you, man. Before I called in that time, Salute. But... Salute. You know, it's, it's five great games in a row right now. Yep. Um, so apologize to, apologies to him. I'm taking it one game at a time. But uh, it was a great win. The team looked very deep tonight. Um, I, I watched it on the Golden State broadcast, and uh, I was happy to hear the announcers say pregame that we have to be ready to play a great defensive team. Mm. And when I heard that, I almost shed a tear. When was the last time you heard an opposing team call us a great defensive team? And they showed it tonight. And I thought, yeah. I thought Julius had a, a great game as well. And I heard what you guys said. You know, uh, both sides make good points on Julius. I was his biggest detractor. I used to call him dubious handles. <laughs> but that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm so mad at the guy. That's a good one. That's pretty good. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nah, nah, Doobie's Handles is good. We used to call him No Handle Randall last yeah, year. Yeah, No Handle Randall. Doobie's oh, Handles oh, oh, oh. is excellent. Yeah, Doobie's Handles? That's, yeah, Doobie's oh, Handles. I saw that on Twitter. It was amazing. Props to whoever <laughs> did that. But, um, yeah, I just think he's showing us that he's he's a special player because, you know, he's, he has Jokic-type numbers right now, which is amazing. And, of course, you want to see that all the way through the season. But the way that he was crucified – he was absolutely crucified and came back and completely changed his game. He looks yeah. like a whole different player. So I love to see that evolution. I love to see that maturity and that progression. And that's the kind of guy I want to uh, hold on to. No doubt. No, no doubt. Hey, um, all, all, all good points, man. Julius just turned yeah. it around. You cannot deny that. And he's deserving all the accolades right now because he put in all the work in the offseason. So good, so good for him and exactly. good for the team. Eight and eight right now because of him. Uh, yeah. Max, Max from the Bronx. What's going on, Max? Max. TP, Ashley, Dallas. What's going on, Max? What's going on? Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yeah, loud and clear, bro. Loud and clear. Just just go ahead with your points. We're we trying oh, to run through okay, some okay, calls. Good. Yeah, um, go ahead, go ahead. Great game. Great game. Um, you know, I don't have to speak on RJ because, you know, besides me being the president of the Frank Nielkia <laughs> fan club, I'm also the president of the RJ fan club. Way before Ashley. Everybody knows this. So, Ashley's <laughs> late to the party. But, um, yeah. this, you know, this was a the Knicks are legitimately a great defense. Like they're like I, they had trouble, like trouble getting Curry open. Like we chasing them down. Mm -hmm. Defensive game plan for this game was amazing. But um, I know I want to speak on last year a little bit. This proves what we all know in the Knicks fan base. I know Ashley's down in Miami, so this might she might not like this, but you know David Fizdale was one of the worst coaches of all time. I hope you know, 
understand that. Like, it pleases. Like, Randall looked, Knox looked unplayable last year. Yeah. yeah. RJ looked like he, he had a bad season last year. Randall had a horrible season last year. And look at the look at the difference. Like look how different the team looks. It's a it's amazing what a, a good coach does for young players. And now yeah. looking at the West Coast trip, if they can get three games out the trip, that's like that's like the average what we should be looking at because we should beat Sacramento tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I honestly believe by the end of the season, RJ might be shooting close to forty two percent from the field. 42, 43% from the field, maybe close to 18 and a half points. Mm-hmm. That's a great, to me, great solid from last solid, year. Man. So we, we, we really doing well. Yeah. Appreciate it, Max. Appreciate it, Max. I don't, I don't know what the haters looking for. And here's his, here's his uh, shooting coach on Twitter. JL is clapping back at the haters because just last week they was jumping in this man's DMS, like threatening them. Uh, in the last five games, RJ's averaging 21, six, 3.6 dimes, 51% from the field, 38% from three, 86% from the free throw line. What more do you want from the guy, bro? Yeah, man. I'm what sorry, Drew, want? man. I had the jokes, too. I'm not going to lie. I had the they, jokes. Oh, yeah. They came at Drew Hanlon crazy. Yeah, I, had the, I, had, I had to call <laughs> off the wolves. I'm like, yo, don't, keep it, don't take it personal, oh, my guy. Don't man. take it personal, take though. That's it just easy. passionate. Take it easy. Yeah, my, yeah. my guy's beasting right now. What, what more do we want? This is our guy. Yeah, man, this is our guy, man. It, it's he needs to give Ubre a tune-up because he also <laughs> he also trains. Yeah, Drew Hamlin also trains Kelly Ubre. So yeah. I don't know, man. You know, coaching is coaching, but uh, the players have to execute, and RJ's going out there executing under Tibbs' leadership, as Max is saying. You know what? I got I gotta go because RJ had a big night. Iller, give us some quick thoughts, bro. Quick thoughts, man. Talk to him, bro. Oh, you know I was calling in tonight, bro. <laughs> My boy, career high points, you know I'm calling in. But listen, something I got to take care of, man. I want to call out all you punk-ass RJ haters out there. You know what it you guys remind me smoke. of? You know when you yell at a dog and he puts his tail between his genitals? <laughs> That's what you all be looking like right now, man. That's my Canadian boy. He made me proud. Put up well-rounded numbers. Have, even when he's having a bad game, the boy plays hard, man. Yeah. I'm sick of the RJ slander, bro. You know what? He doesn't need anyone's approval, man. He's a grown-ass man. He knows what needs to be done on and off the court, man. He's got the backing <laughs> of an entire nation, bro. Best fans in the world, man. The potential's there. Let the damn boy do his thing, man. You guys crying when he's had a bad game like you're surprised that your girl's cheating on you. I'm out, bro. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Ella, man. All right. Ella with the venom tonight, man. All I right. like Save that and run that every time someone disses RJ. Yeah. I have that on loop on standby. That's a fact. All right, let's go to the phones. Serge, what's going on, man? Yo, what's going on, guys? Yo, I'm really, as much as we get on Peyton, well, he's playing good defense, man. Yeah, he is. You know, I think if we could keep Steph under 30 points, man, we really have a chance to win this game, man. <laughs> that's, that's all he can hope for. killer is looking great. You know, leave RJ alone, man. That boy is putting in the work, man. I'm really happy with that, man. You know, I and and Ashley, you 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 stole my you stole my point. I wanted to push back on this. I'm I sorry. Don't want the AC business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, an AC New York Knicks team is not an AC OKC or an AC Sacramento. Exactly. You know, it's different. It's not like the Nets built their team. You know, if you look at all these other teams that are successful, the Lakers, it's all through free agency. You know what I'm saying? All we have to do is make the AC and we'll be attractive. And we'll finally get the star players that have been avoiding us. You know, so as much as I would love a top five pick, and that was the thought that I lost last week, the only way I trade Julius Randle is for a top ten, top five pick. That's what I, I lost uh, last week. I was trying to tell you, but I, I couldn't. I smoked too much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as far as the AC goes, man, it's a prerequisite to the second round. It's a prerequisite to a championship team. No, so it's not. Say, I don't want to make it the is not. I just want to be a perennial lot that of team true, and build man. like that. It'll take you forever. You're not going to build like that, bro. You need the stars, man. The Nets are proving it. You get the stars if you're a good team, AC. I hope we're going to win tonight. Man. It's looking good. That's Actually, not true. Stop stealing my talking points. That's Peace. not true. Appreciate it, Serge. He said he smoked too much. Listen, 
That's not true, man. And I, I, I just want to tell people, just because you make the playoffs does, does not mean that you're going to keep ascending. It means nothing. Every year is different. Every year is different. You have different players. You have different search circumstances. Injuries happen. It doesn't mean that just because you, you make the A seed, next year you're the sixth seed, then the next year the fifth and you win a championship. That never happens. Portland nah, with Lillard yeah. and them make the playoffs every year, Jay Ellis. What does it mean? They're not going anywhere. Mean? They have no shot at this thing. They have leveled out. And that's through no fault of their own. Lillard and CJ are... The creme de la creme, top 20 in the league, no doubt about it. Dame is one of my favorite players. That's still not enough. It's still yeah. not enough. Yeah, like it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a multitude of things. Like, it's a multitude when, of things. When I was saying it's a little bit of luck, it's, yeah. it's drafting correctly, and it's uh, it's, like, it's flexibility too, right? Because the thing with Dame and CJ and those guys in, in uh, Portland is, first of all, they're in Portland, so you have to work hard to get free agents in there. Second of all, you have your cap tied up in those two players so it's hard to you know to even outright sign other people to join that that club and the combination of those things kind of make it hard to get past a seventh or or eight seed so like it's, it's a multiple thing it's flexibility it's talent it, it's getting the right rookies the the, the front office making savvy trades it's yes, a lot it's a multitude of things man it's a hard league to win man. yeah it's a hard yeah. league to win bro and I think also, I mean, it is, in fairness, there are teams that you expect to be in the playoffs consistently and teams that live up to that expectation. Obviously, you know, the Lakers are one of those teams. The Celtics are one of those teams. So there are teams who are consistently in the playoffs. But like you said, nothing is guaranteed. And just because you're a top seed, a mid seed, a bottom seed, doesn't mean, especially when you get to those bottom seeds, the teams that are barely making it in, or a lot of the times are making it in by circumstance or, you know, by the – unluckiness of another team when you're a, a bottom seeded team like that there's no guarantee that that trajectory continues there's no guarantee yeah. that you go up you can get worse you so can get worse yeah it's so uh, i definitely wouldn't yeah. put any weight in the knicks making the playoffs as a bottom seed as that just being enough to bring anybody to new york there's gotta yeah. be some other things in the mix there that shows that it wasn't just a, a luck thing it wasn't just a one and done thing that this right. is something that's not only going to continue but it's going to continue and continue to increase and get better each and every season. That's how you get a big name. Let me let me get back to the phones. Ari, what's going on, man? Get, Ari, give me some thoughts on the game. Give me some thoughts on the game. What do you think about the game so far? I mean, RJ looks good. Um, you know, I, I, I told um, Alex Taros I thought the Knicks were going to steal this game. Um, I, think, I think it's a better matchup for the Knicks. You know, it's very easy for um, – you know, Tibbs is such a good defensive coach, and without Clay Thompson on the court, the Warriors are a little bit more predictable. So, um, you know, you know, I like what I see from RJ, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the, listen, the Knicks are playing well. But um, for what I really wanted to talk about, I right, and just give me, let, let, let me go for a second. All right. So, <laughs> here's the deal. All right. Oh man. So I don't know. A lot of you guys <laughs> may be new. But, like, I, I heard what happened, like, after I hung up the phone, everyone clowning me. Shout out to Jay from Florida for getting my back. Respect. But on, January, on July 1st, 2019, everyone clowned me also, and we saw what ended up happening with that. So that's what I'll say. But let, 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 let's talk about something right now, realistically, all right? This Randall talk, trade Randall or don't trade Randall talk, mm-hmm. all right? It's, it's very simple to me. So... If Julius Randle plays as good this year as he does next year, okay, mm-hmm. let's say you pick up his option and you, you have him for next year, right, mm-hmm. and he plays just the same as he does right now, mm-hmm. all that you end up doing is cutting his trade value in half because he becomes a one-year rental. You stunt Obi Toppin's growth because he gets less playing time. He gets eight minutes a game or whatever, and then you end up you know, not getting as good enough draft pick as you possibly could get. All for what? What what Ashley will say is it's because of a winning culture. We wanna we wanna establish a winning culture mm-hmm. on this team. We wanna make the playoffs, we wanna stop being a laughing stock, right? Mm-hmm. Understandable. I get that. All right. Everyone wants a winning culture, right? Let me explain something though. The New England Patriots have the best winning culture in all of sports. What happened to them this year? They didn't make the playoffs. Tampa Bay Bucks have no culture whatsoever. Now they're gonna make the Super Bowl. Why? The San Antonio Spurs 
they have such a great winning culture, right? Such a great culture. Why do they have such a great culture? They had Tim Duncan, the number one draft pick, okay? Mm -hmm. So rebuilding teams have to rebuild, okay? Like, the reason we have Emmanuel quickly is because we're rebuilding, right? We, We traded Marcus Morris. All that matters, all that matters is what CP said. We need to get the one guy. It's what Q Rich said recently. When a great episode, by the way. Appreciate. It. We need to get that guy right. Because that guy sets the culture for the team. And what are you going to do? Pick up Julius Randle's option, cut his trade value in half, and then and then and then trade him next year, tra- or do you re- trade value in half? Extend him. Give him that make money. Sense. In the same time, that, that, that Mitchell Robinson deal is up at the same time. You can't pay him both. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense in my in my book. Like I, I just don't understand. Like if you could get two first round draft picks for him, this you're not year, getting two first. Next year you're not going to get two first round draft picks for him. I, I don't see you getting two first. Because it's going to be a one year rental. Kawhi only got w- one draft pick from Toronto. So you know what I mean? Like what's the pl- like if you do pick up Randall's option? What is the plan after? Like what is the move? Do you try to trade everyone and pair him with Randall to win? You're not going to win anything that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is the ultimate goal? You're going to let him walk for free? All right, let, let, me, let me get him in. Let, like, let, me get in let me get him in here. I'm going to put you on pause, Ari. Stay on the line because uh, we'll, we'll go back to you in a little bit. Go ahead, man. Ash, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, you yeah, get so ahead. let me tell you why that's wrong, okay? First of all, the Patriots don't have a winning culture right now. Not having a winning season is different from not having a winning culture. The Patriots have a winning culture. They have a bad season. They lost their star quarterback. The team is plagued with injuries. Okay, so that's not the same thing. You can have a bad season and still have a winning culture within a team. Things happen. We just spoke about it. Injuries happen. One year you're in the playoffs. The next year you're not in the playoffs. That is no bearing on the culture. The Knicks have perpetually created a culture of either mediocrity or just losing. And in order to get out of that habit, you have to create new habits. In order to break a bad habit, you have to replace it with a new one. Yes, Julius Randle may not be the long-term answer. That's why we drafted Obi Toppin. He is going to be the face of this franchise one day, along with R.J. Barrett, God willing, if that works out the way that us and you know, the front office have envisioned. But that does not mean that you prematurely make that move. By getting Randall out of the equation before Obi Toppin is ready, what you're doing is you're basically putting us in a hold that may not be beneficial to our development. That is the issue. So if you're okay with the fact that you're going to go ahead and be the same team that we've seen and maybe a couple of games better for the next few seasons while Obi gets it together, fine, do that. But just because Julius Randle, if his trajectory continues, if he continue, continues to be the player that we have seen him become over this season and that continues, then what's to say that his trade value will not increase next season or the season after that? You're prematurely basically trading him away because he's doing well right now. But if that continues, that's only gonna you're only gonna get more for him than you will get right now. I don't think you're getting too yeah, much no for him <laughs> right now. If you traded him now, you'd barely get anything. You'd barely get what he is worth to the team currently by trading him away. You won't get that in return. That would be a dumb move. You don't need to make the move that quickly. We're not competing for a championship. We're not competing for a top seed in the playoffs. We're rebuilding, and if we're going to rebuild, you have to rebuild smart. By rebuilding stupidly is no different than what we've done previous seasons, and that is just going to develop, not develop, that's going to hinder our development to become a championship-winning team one day. So you don't have to move that quickly. Everyone's in a rush to do something that doesn't need to be, that doesn't need to be rushed. Relax. It's going to happen when it happens. Uh, you know what it is, yo? You know what it is? People have this idea of what Julius Randle was last year, and they can't get over the fact that the man changed. Like, they, they have this conception of what he is from last year. and People change. People get better. Yeah, people grow. Like, accept the fact that you're freaking wrong, dude. Like, you're wrong. You're wrong on this. You're so dead wrong. And I'm going to take it a step further than that. Who's to say... Right, that next year comes that we even have to trade them next year if we extend. I'm gonna take it even a step further because if we're being freaking really real right now, the man is 26 years old, he's not 30, he's not 40, Mm -hmm. he's 20 freaking six, (laughs) and he's averaging 22, 11, and six assists. 
How many power forwards are averaging more than or doing more than what he's doing right now today at 26? We have Obi Toppin. I get it. What is the guarantee that Obi Toppin will eclipse Julius Randle realistically? That is not a guarantee. It's a hope. It's a hope. It's that a hope. It's a it's, hope. It's a very high possibility, probability. Yes. But right now, at this current moment in time, January 21st, 2021, it is a hope. And Julius Randle on January 21st, 2021, is 90% of the reason that we look as good as we do right now. 90% of the reason that we're in a lot of the games we are right now. So to say that in two months from now, not even a month and a half, because the trade deadline's what, March? That you would trade that away for what exactly? What do you think is going to that? I swear to God, Knicks fans hate their own plays. I swear to God. I swear. <laughs> I swear. My man could drop 30 17 and 10, and y'all be like, his name is Julius. I, I, I said it, I said this on my own show. I said I said this on my show. If Julius Randle was on the Bulls doing this, you know what the Knicks would be Knicks fans would be saying? What can we do to trade Julius Randle? He's about to be an expired contract. I bet my I bet my mom, I bet you that would be the the case, man. <laughs> Julius Randle was not on the Knicks. People will be talking about what picks to give up Julius Randle next year. But because on the Knicks and Knicks fans hate their own players, <laughs> it doesn't matter what this guy does or what's in front of your face. No one's going to believe it. Let's just put him in a different jersey then. Maybe with Alho. It might. <laughs> it might. Look, I, I, I love what Julius is doing this year, as I had told you guys. But if they're going to keep him, they botch the draft. And I'm going to keep saying it. Because there was no reason to pick Obi if you're going to keep Julius. There was no reason. There was no reason. None whatsoever. I think, look, I, think you're, I think you're looking at it wrong. How am I looking at it wrong, J. Ellis? They need a... Wrong, well, we'll see what quickly becomes. Wrong, you okay. see what Halliburton is doing. They need a three. Look, you look... This, you went like this, this, now you went and got a backup four in the, with the eighth pick of the draft? CP. CP. You got, you, you're looking more talent isn't a problem. It, it's it's not more that it's talent more talent isn't a problem. It is no when you talent don't have is a problem. Your, when you don't have it in your starting lineup, it is. It is. I don't if need a bench guy, Jay. If you have I need a CP. Score, I need a core piece to my starting CP. lineup. CP, if you have two talented power forwards on your team, you do two things. You figure out if those two can play together. Or you move they one. They can't. They cannot, bro. Or you move one of them. Now, if we'll both see. of them have, if but both of them have talent, CP. If mm-hmm. both of them have talent, and the league perceives them to have talent, you'll be able to move at least one of them for another position sure. of need down the lo- down the line. So to say that we botched a draft yeah. because somebody else worked out is is, is a is a weird way of looking at things. I, I My thing is, why did it become a bad thing to have? <laughs> a player that can currently produce and currently contribute while waiting for a player to become that one day. I mean, if you look at teams in history, the freaking Packers did that with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like, how is it any different, the same philosophy of having somebody... I hear that. I hear that. And then replace him with someone while you're creating him, while you're developing him. Because there were other positions of need for this team. You know what I mean? Like, the Packers can do that because they had Brett Favre already. He was already nice when they got Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they could groom Rodgers as the heir apparent. And football, there's other, there's more rounds to get more talent. In the NBA, you only get but so many shots at it. We needed other positions. There were other positions in need. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I'm not saying having having more talent isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we see what Halliburton is doing right now. You see what Quickly is doing right now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not discounting I'm not discrediting what Quickly's doing. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying we needed a one, we needed a three, and those could have been other positions that you could have filled in as potential starters. You can still you can still trade for one of those, CP. That's what yeah, I'm saying. That's we what have, I'm sure I'm saying. It's not a it's not a finished picture. Sure. No, it's not a finished picture. Maybe maybe this draft you come in and you got a generational talent at either one or three. Maybe, maybe. That's certainly possible. And that'll put us in an even better spot. I understand what you're saying. 
But I just I wouldn't have drafted that way. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't have drafted I, that way if there was even a remote possibility that they were going to keep I really think the way I'm looking at it is, and I think Jay also agrees, is I really think it's better to be safe than to do it prematurely and have it screwed. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, you know, if you look at it, you know, drafting OB, you have Julius Randle, maybe not have been the smartest, and a lot of us maybe would have done it differently. But I'm looking at it as you have someone who can give you what you need now, and then you hope that the person you drafted can give it to you for the future. I don't think there's anything wrong with being safe than being premature. I really don't. I think it's yeah. the better way to be, especially with the Knicks. That's just how I'm looking at it. Like the the, the alternate, like it's it's crazy because I I was on the trade Julius Randle um, bandwagon too. Randall for Conley. If we traded Randall for Conley straight up right now, we would be sick. Sick to our stomach. You know what you would have said? Oh, my God. The Knicks did it again. We traded somebody, went somewhere else, and, they, and we would have been sick. But guess what, guys? It didn't happen. He's still here, and he's playing out of his mind. <laughs> time will tell. That's that's what I like to say in that. I, I just feel like time will tell with it. But I'm listen. I'm not mad. Listen, I, I love how Julius is playing and leading this team. Like I continue to say, they wouldn't have a win without him. Look at his numbers. He's doubled his his, his assist percentage. His assist to usage percentage is like top ten in the league right now. Jails. You know he he wasn't doing that last year. I right, last call of the night because he's calling from super long distance, man. We got to go to Nam, my guy Greg from Vietnam. Greg, go ahead with your points, man. You the closer for tonight. How'd you feel about the game? Hey, um, thanks for taking my call. I got, I can't lie. I didn't see, I only saw the last quarter because of timing. Um, I just wanted to say thanks for everything you guys do. Um, the after the games over the weekend are like two or three in the morning, but I tell you, I woke up Sunday or Monday to y'all and I didn't check the scores. I just went to Nick's TV and I heard the, heard the winning music and it just, Made my whole day, and um, you know, because the five-game losing streak gets people down. Yeah, but you're yeah, all right. Yeah, Ashley, you're right. Defense travels. The LSU, like we on a rebuilding, and as long as we're getting better. And thanks for the content about the um, Quentin Richardson joint. I really enjoyed that. Appreciate He's it. like my favorite player on NBA Live, like whatever it was, 15 years. <laughs> so just thanks for what y'all do and the only basketball I get over here is the Asian Basketball League and you know who's the star in that league? Ronaldo Balkman. <laughs> yes, that Balkman. Balkman, the cat, Puerto Rican cat from Staten Island yeah. and I even saw Eddie Curry play last year at like oh, 330 shit. pounds. Oh, so that's the only basketball I get over here. So thanks for doing what y'all do. No doubt, Greg. No doubt, man. Thanks for holding it down, man. Didn't Balkman like choke somebody out? Yeah, bro. Balkman got activated, man. He was in yeah. the Philippines, man. He got activated. So uh, <laughs> salute to Balkman, man. I think he's got a podcast or something too, man. You might have to get him on the show, man. See what, shout see what to Balkman's you. dealing with. But shout out to the Knicks, JL Sinash. Yeah. For another win. <laughs> 119, 104. We're going to hit the music again. I'm not even doing the outro music, Jails. I'm doing the, the winning music. Let's do it, man. Switch it up for you know, the win. Switch it up, man. Jails. Yeah, yeah Jails, Ashley. Great show. Great watch along. Knicks get another W. 119, 104 over the dubs. 8 and 8 on the campaign. What more can you say, man? Jails, go ahead and uh, sign out. All right, man, you know the deal. Definitely check out the Nick of Time show. Check out Raw Hebrew. Check out Ryan's show. The stats and the facts. Go check it out on YouTube.com slash time show on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all that noise. Also, check the blog at the Nick of Time show.com. Check out the writers. Check out Ken. Check out Mikey. Check out Rob. Check out everybody who contributes to the time show. Also, Check out the social medias, the KLT Show on Twitter, the Naked Time Show on Instagram, and the Time Show on Facebook. And check out the merch as well on thekitimeshow.com. Some Who's Man's Is This, some Knox Tees, some Frank, <laughs> RJ, all that noise, all right? That is all. Got the UCP and Ashley. <laughs> What's up, everybody? As usual, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at We are the and I are working on something really cool for you guys, so make sure you keep a lookout for that. It's coming your way very, very soon. And me and my lucky pony, we will be back tomorrow. Don't worry, we're here for the whole West Coast trip. 
One time for Latrell Spree. One time for Spree. 22 years. 22 years, man. Yeah, we man. brought my man number eight to the Orange and Blue from the Golden State Warriors. So serendipity tonight as the Knicks get the W. 119-104. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. We out here West Coast Watch along. Great callers. Nice win. Solid, solid performance by RJ Barrett. Um, let's continue the conversation. Leave us a, com- a comment in the comment section after the show's over. Remember to share these videos. Very important. Share this on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Email, t- text, whatever it is. Share these videos. Very important. Subscribe to the channels right now. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. And remember, the show's available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, and Stitcher. And uh, back again tomorrow. Nixon Sacktown. Let's get another W. Have a good night, people.